don't know if you're curious about it, but some, some people have a tough time with my last name. It's Napoleon. So, yeah. It's like, uh, that's a tough one. People have so much trouble and I feel bad, so they gotta let you know. Welcome to the Rome Show. You know what I'm saying? I got my guy here. Young. Very young. Um, Inspired. Great media guy. You want to come up? Yes, sir. Appreciate you for coming. Hey, man, I'm very appreciative of you having me today. This is awesome. Thanks for showing me around the studio and the spot in general. I'm excited to be here. Fire. And you're the first poc podcaster in person. Really? Yeah, so this, you want, is... this is not only a first for you, but for me. I've only interviewed people, fighters. I've never been interviewed myself. So, man, this is awesome. So I guess we both get to kind of explore a little bit out of our normal comfort zone, if that makes sense. You're right. This is fire. So um, for the people on my platform that don't know, you could tell them, like, your name. Sure. What you do about the show a little bit. Yeah, 100%. So my name is Dylan Napoleon. I'm uh, based in Beacon Falls, Connecticut. That's where I born, uh, wasn't born, but I've been raised there for the most of my life now. Um, I'm 21. And um, so basically what I do, I'm an MMA journalist. Um, I, met, I met you or crossed paths with you at a press conference a couple weeks ago or about a week ago now. Fire. And, yeah, I mean, all that type of stuff, like press conferences, fights, um, interviews with fighters in general, whether it's virtually or in person, I do some of that, too. I travel to gyms and meet fighters. And basically, yeah, just all, all things in um, MMA journalism, whether it's writing, photography, um, interviews, all that type of stuff. I'm just trying to – I won't. I don't want to be great at one thing. I'd rather be decent at them all. You know what I mean? So I'm trying to uh, – you know, be pretty good at, at all of those aspects of the journalism game. And that's about it right now. That's super fire. And um, you're 21 and everything you're doing, is it just you or you got a team helping you? So I started with New England MMA and it's a publication or a uh, organization out of New England, New England MMA, obviously. And um, so what it is, it's a multimedia um, in company, I guess, uh, out of New England. We're based some of us, I'm the only one from Connecticut, but some from Mass, Maine, Rhode Island. Actually, I don't think we have a guy from Rhode Island right now, but Maine, New Hampshire, all up in New England. And uh, what we do is we just kind of spread. We all, you know, go to all the cards around New England. Um, you know, whether it's in if it's in my territory, I'll go out there and maybe one of the other guys from further away will come. Um, but yeah, I work with them and then I've actually started doing a bunch of stuff just from my Instagram page, like my own, my own type of stuff. Um, a lot of my interviews, some of them are with boxing fighters. So, you know, that doesn't really fall into the MMA stuff, but I still give them some light on that, uh, New England MMA platform. But I, so I work with that team and then a lot of it is starting to become me traveling to just random places and doing what I would do, you know? Right. And, um, you started young. I started doing this um a little late, probably like I was like twenty six maybe. Yeah. Thirty now. So by me like doing this for a while, I could tell like if you like go to school and keep going, yo, you gonna become something big. Yeah, hundred percent. So that's what I wanna do, you know. I just I think that this this um journalism game is something that's been for me. Uh, I've been through been through some semesters in college. I've been I work full time too, so I work a forty hour job. I'm a um, shift supervisor or department team lead at Bass Pro Shops in Bridgeport. Hence, I got this Bass Pro hat on today. Um, but yeah, so I try to balance it all out. But I just, yeah, I just want to keep working at this journalism game. 
very interested in the school that you had been through that we're at now using some of their resources, their studios and this beautiful place. So, um, yeah, man, you just sparked something for me. When I get home today, I'm going to be looking into the spot for sure. Got you. Use my name as a reference to if you need to. I would love to. Yeah, I got a got a good name for myself. Oh, I could tell, man. Your work is your work is second to none. Um, I, although we didn't get to speak at the actual press conference, I saw you. I saw all the work you were doing. I got a lot of respect for the hustle, bro. That that type of stuff is, you know, it's tough to do. I understand, man. You drove all the way from New Britain down to Stanford. What was that? Almost two hour ride. About an hour and a half. Hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. So that shows for itself the dedication. And I can I can agree. I can, you know, relate in a sense because that's what I do, too. I hustle hard. And with that type of mindset, you're absolutely right. Just looking to see where this could take me. Right. And once again, you know, you being so young, how do you uh, balance like, you know, you say you got a 40 hour job mm -hmm. and you're doing your work. How mm -hmm. do you like balance it? Sometimes I ask myself that question myself, you know, um, but basically what I do is I just kind of I have to work my 40 hours, obviously. And all the other stuff that I do, this MMA stuff, don't ask me how, but somehow, some way, I'm able to balance it all out and make it work. Uh, for example, the other day, I worked a six-hour day, went down to uh, Stanford for that press conference, but then I had to make it up on Saturday, this past Saturday, and I ended up doing 11 hours in that day. So, you know, I just do it at all costs, man. Like, if I can make it happen, I'm going to make it happen. I'm 21 now, and I ain't going to be young forever, so I feel like you know, now's the time to really hustle because, you know, I'll, I could sleep, but I'll be sleeping another time. You know, I'll be sleeping when, when I'm not here anymore. So might as well burn myself out now. Right. So, um, yeah, that press conference was fire. Um, when I seen you, I thought you was like a little bit older. Mm -hmm. Looked like you had a whole company established. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. You know, like, I mean, I'm trying to make a name for myself. I've done some interviews with some of those guys that we saw. Um, so I was familiar with them a little bit, so I was a little bit more comfortable. But, man, it was a bigger crowd, and that was probably one of the, the – I was put on the spot, dude. Like, I was just – I had my questions prepared. I thought maybe they'd pass a mic around the audience and let us all ask the fighters some questions. But it turned out to me going up to the podium and asking questions. I was happy to do it, but – you know, I wasn't really mentally prepared, but that's the type of stuff I got to take advantage of those opportunities, bro. You know what I mean? So couldn't say no. Right. How, how was your nerves at that time? I was nervous walking up there. But then once I got on the, the mic, you know, I was actually I impressed myself, to be honest with you. Sometimes when I get a little nervous, I'll stutter, make some, make a little dumb mistake. But to, to my knowledge, I did that pretty well and uh, didn't make any mistakes, which I was happy for. I'm trying to get better with that and it'll come, you know, I've, I haven't, I've only been doing this since November. So I've jumped off the deep end, but in my opinion, it's probably the best way I could have done it because I'm just chugging along. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, I was going to go up there, but I'm like, nah, I'm going to have to do it next time. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I like, I, mad people there. I've been, I've been in some rooms, like some Bellator rooms, some bigger MMA rooms. And so like, I feel like that was the, best um replication to that you know um it was a little difficult for sure I didn't really like under I didn't even I was sitting in the front row and I didn't even know how many people were in back of me until I stood up to the podium but you know I pulled it together and that's that's all I'm trying to do right now like practice 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 because one day I want to be in that UFC room you know what I mean and obviously I know that's like a one-shot thing so I'm not gonna put my name out there until until the time is right, a um, couple years from now. But 
you know, that's that's it. I, if I if I said no when Jimmy let me go up there, I would have been in my on my train ride back home. I would have been upset with myself. So I, I hold myself accountable, um, and I have a big um, what's the word I'm looking for? I I have big expectations of myself. You know, I, I if I had said no to that opportunity, it would have been I wanted I just wanted to to do it to do it. If that makes sense, you know, like yeah, I, I'm that type of guy. I I understand. You know, I I. I Probably could have thought twice, but I was just like, "Boom, let's do it!" You know, so I did it. It was okay. It was good. good next time, next time we're gonna get you up there, though. Yeah, I'll make gotcha. sure that you follow up after me. Yeah, right behind you, yes, sir. I'm looking. I'm like, should I go? Yeah. Then I seen you go up there, and I'm like, damn, nah. You want to know if if I had known how many people were behind me, I probably, I, you know, I would have done it, but I would have had a, like a better understanding of what I was getting myself into. But got up there, I'm like, holy <laughs> cow, there's probably what do you say 500 people in there yeah it kept getting more yeah. packed, more packed yeah so i didn't i didn't even realize what was going on but i just i did it and then like when i turned around to face the audience that's when i was like wow you know there's plenty of people in here and um that like that was what caused the nerve level to go up a little bit i wouldn't necessarily say like nervous i felt like a little unprepared i just that was the last thing on my mind at that moment you right. know yeah that was so. your uh first press conference or not I've been to a couple press conferences, but those are the type where there's a dude on the other side of the room with a microphone in his hand, and then they tell me, you're getting the mic next. So, you know, I was, I'm was i ready for it. I got my questions laid out. At that point, my questions were tucked in my bag under my chair, you know, so, like, I'm pretty good with that stuff, and I'm like, I was, pre- I would say I'm prepared for that, for those types of things, but it just what wasn't going through my mind at that moment, so it was a little shakeup. But I'm glad I did it, man. You know, I, I think I tossed some good questions out there, and that's all I'm trying to do. I wanted to toss the best questions to get the best answers, to get the best reaction out of the crowd. Right, you did a good job too. I appreciate it. You know, I I had the questions prepared. That was the other thing, like. Did you have questions prepared or no? No. Exactly. So that's why you thought twice. But like me, I had them. I had them because I I did interviews with those guys. So I had a couple leftover questions. I just threw them in the bag. So like, I think that eased me. But I'll tell you right now, if I didn't have any questions prepared, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. All right. It's it's always good to be prepared, though. 100%. Yeah. Always be ready. Yeah. I mean, I was on a train ride. I had an hour ride from Stratford down to Stanford that day after I got out of work. So I tossed a couple questions together just maybe in case I had the chance to ask some questions. But 100%. If I didn't have those drawn up, I wouldn't have been up there. (laughs) (laughs) Real. But shout out to a big shout out to Paul because, um, you know, he invited me too. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Paul invited a lot of this Connecticut uh, media. And I'm glad he did because there was a great showing there, uh, not only media, audience members, everything. And, yeah, it was an awesome experience. Paul has, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure you can attest to, but Paul hooked me up with some interviews with some of his fighters, Mike Kimball, Cordell Booker, to name two of them. Um, and so, like, you know, I got the utmost respect for the guy. He's, he's helped me. I'm happy to help him. And I think that's in the media world, whether it's sports or anything else, just being a media personality or interviews or just having people in a, in a studio or like my buddy, he does it all virtually. Any type of personality media-wise, I think it's very important to really network, cross paths, and, yeah, do what we're doing. Um, so I'm happy that I met Paul a couple years ago. I've been able to get close with the fighters and do some work with them, and that helps me shine, also helps them shine, you know. So it's a give-and-take um, type of deal. One hand washes the other, in my opinion, and, yeah, I have a great time doing that. 
this stuff, meeting great people like you. Again, I'm happy to be here and thankful as well. Right. This is super fire. This is an exclusive episode. And uh, Paul, he helped me actually break of getting like sports people on my show. Yeah. Yeah. Mike that, Kimbo and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mikey's a great dude. He's actually out in Puerto Rico training with Jake Paul right now. It's, it's crazy. crazy. So yeah. Jake Paul's <laughs> training for Nate Diaz. Uh, Mike Kimball's training for his fight, August 12th, Mohegan Sun. The last thing, the last training partner I bet Mikey expected himself, but they had Chad Dawson go out there to help uh, Jake get ready for uh, Diaz. And it's going to be, it's going to be a fun couple weeks, you know? They got a, uh, you know, we got a lot of big things going on in CT right now. Oh, a lot of big things. And um, well, so we'll go, we, we got the boxing card at Mohegan, uh, the, I, there's a lot of MMA fighters that are booked for fights. Billy Goff up in, uh, up in, I want to say, where's he out of? Somewhere around, um, I know the town, it's just not coming to me, but somewhere up by uh, like the Mystic area, up, okay. up on the shoreline up there, New London area. Um, and uh, so I, Billy Goff's booked for his UFC debut in a couple weeks. Um, Brandon Ward out of New London is uh, getting ready for a Bellator main event. Uh, August 11th, same same weekend as that uh, Mohegan card. So, like, yeah, man, you're absolutely right. There's so much going on right now. Too much going on. And then, like, other sports, too. I'm not, like, again, I do all my work with MMA. I'm sure you know a little better than me, but there's a lot of other sports that are taking off. Like, I know UConn, they should have a pretty decent football season this year. Yeah. Um, men's basketball as well is going to be fire for UConn. Women's is always real good, so you know what to expect from them. But, yeah, this state is just evolving. I think people are starting to um, respect the athletes a little bit more and really, like, realize what we got going on. We got minor league baseball up in Hartford. You know what I mean? So it's a great spot to be. You got minor league uh, hockey, the step below the NHL down in Bridgeport. It's a good Connecticut's a great spot to be. We got – we got a WNBA team in this little state. There's so much here that people don't really realize, you know. Yeah. And then once again, shout out to Paul again because um, he kind of got me to be more um outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's super important in this type of stuff. I could – bro, this is an awesome interview. And, uh, like, I think Paul and – other resources, like I'm sure you can you can give some credit to the school too, of course. Like just all the different people and places that you meet or travel to, like I feel like every one of us, it just helps us. You know, there's no in my in my eyes, there's really like no bad opportunity. Like you meet everybody, you talk to everybody, they help you, you help them, and then you never know. You know, like. I'll tell you right now, I'm, I hope one day I can have you come down to the studio that I do my podcast out of and I'll interview you, you know? So, like, the the bonds, the relationships, the friendships, it's second to none. Yeah. It's a good thing, too. 100%. Like, some of my best friends that I have now, I met through this MMA media game, you know? Like, I've traveled to um, California with one of my buddies, Dylan Rush. Shout out to him. Great MMA journalist out of New York City. Um, and so he, we traveled out to California together. Uh, we're going out to um, South Dakota to cover another Bellator card in a couple weeks. We'll go down to the PFL cards at Madison Square Garden. So, like, you know, like the friendships is is one thing itself. Yeah. And that, that right there, that's big things. How's that feel? That's good. It's, it feels good. You know, Bellator, I, this is going to be my third event covering Bellator. I've covered two in California so far, one in Los Angeles, one in Temecula. Now we're going out to South Dakota, so it's going to be fun. Brendan Ward, Connecticut main event. Uh, so, like, there's a lot of hype behind this. 
Also, I wanted to tell you, I'm not sure if you're if you're familiar, but we have a ring girl, Bellator Ring Girl, one of the highest organization platforms in MMA out of Connecticut, which is pretty cool in my opinion. She's on all the pay-per-view, um, Showtime, not pay-per-view, but um, Showtime cards, Bellator is not pay-per-view. You pay for a subscription. Um, but yeah, it's like big, big things going on in this state here. You know, she's um, she's doing great things making her mark. And I think that's like, all, that's my main goal. I'm sure yours too in life is just like, I want to make my mark. You know, I want to, I want to be a good MMA journalist and uh, make my mark, make, make, um, I want to, I want to be respected. And I want to, I of course have respect for all the athletes and stuff like that. I think like you can, you can agree, like all of the people that you've interviewed, I'm sure you still have a great bond with them. You talk to them on a, not a daily basis, but a regular basis at least. Yeah. And, like all those people, it's just so cool to have good networks, you know. Right. It's like um, like with your podcast, mm-hmm. what do you you feel like that when you interview like these people doing big things? It's mm-hmm. like um, have you ever reached out to like I don't want to say they're not doing nothing, but they're not as big as like a you know Mike Kimbo. Right. Stuff like right. That. Right. Um. So like, are you're asking if I've interviewed like more lesser known fighters and stuff like that, like fighters who aren't on the biggest stage right now? Like if um you wanted to interview them, mm-hmm. but like they kind of came back at you, like if your show was like, oh, oh, okay, that's got, that's like, a that's what? a good question. To be honest with you, bro, no, I haven't. But I also don't ask like the biggest names. Like I'm not gonna hit up Conor McGregor. Like you know, you got to go through the UFC and stuff for that, and talk to the UFC like media team and stuff. But the fighters that the fighters that I can talk to, um, yeah, I'll hit them up and ask them for an interview. And I've never had anyone turn me down yet. I know it's you know, it's inevitable. It'll happen at some point. But the one thing about the MMA game, I can't attest to other sports is all of the fighters, they respect the media because even five views, I mean, I, we're never going to get five views, but um, even five extra views is, is huge. Like, you know, like for them to have a good conversation, I'm never going to be the guy to try and get like big news headlines out of these guys. I want them to to share themselves and their their motivations and stuff like that. So like I've never I've I do interviews not to get the biggest headlines, but I do them more to learn the fighter and learn, you know, their 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 life, I guess, or their career. Um so like yeah, I, I don't I don't go out of my way and I stay in my league if that makes sense. Like I'm never gonna hit up the biggest names, but I'll hit up those I can't I can't tell you who my I don't know who my biggest name is right now. I don't think I have anything too, too crazy, but like fighters will, they'll look at some of the previous work um, and they'll, most of the time you'll be okay. Um, But one thing is like Steve Mowry, ranked Bellator fighter. I'm going to interview him in a couple weeks and, you know, he's a bigger name, but he knows that doing an interview with a, uh, media personnel he'll get he'll get some views and people will catch on and start following him so they're happy most of the time happy to go out of their day for or out of their way for a half hour and talk no matter who it is bro you know what i mean right so maybe yeah i did realize that at the press conference everything the energy was fire yeah yeah so that's the one thing is like unless you're talking to like the biggest names in mma ufc champs and you know I know a lot of my friends, I just, I don't do interviews as frequently as them. I do probably like once a week or maybe two or three a month, but there's people who push them out every day or every other day. And yeah, I mean, they'll get the bigger guys on there. Um, basically what I like to do is I like to talk to the fighters who have like something upcoming. I don't, 
nothing wrong with the fighter who's just like stagnant or doesn't have a fight coming up. But I try to fu- to hone in on the guys who are like actively fighting, and it's been working out well. Maybe sometime I'll ex- you know start going into fighters who are you know waiting for fights or in camps. But right now I'm doing a lot of fighters. You know we're talking about the upcoming fight, and that's that's been a most of it. Good super fire. Um, so how, how's your podcast going? My podcast is going well. I haven't done an episode in a co- I don't do like a regular like every Friday or every Monday type deal. I just push out interviews here and there. I'm sure you know interviews take forever to edit. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's a pain in the neck with that type of stuff. And then I work too. So like I don't have a regular schedule with my podcast, but it's been good, man. I appreciate everyone who watches and tunes in. It's all usually fighter interviews at the moment. And yeah, I mean, we do. We have a lot of fun. I'm going to get back into the studio in Stratford in a couple, probably once or twice before I go out to South Dakota. I did Mike Kimball interview at a barbershop, so it saved the, the hassle of going down to the studio. Not a hassle, but just it was nice and easy in the barbershop. Yeah, um, I seen that one. Yeah, it was, that was a good one. It was cool. I appreciate that. Um, I'm actually going to drop some more from that interview in a, probably in a day or two, maybe even tonight. I have the day off today, so – Maybe tonight. Um, but like Cordell Booker's interview, I went down to his gym in Stanford. So like I'm pushing out the interviews, but they're not on my podcast studio channel. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like the same thing in my yeah. opinion. But yeah, I'm getting them done, just not in the actual studio. I've been going gym to gym, and it's fun to travel a little bit and have some fun with it. You know? Yeah, that's a um different way. That's like a YouTube podcast. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not like an Apple podcast. It's basically. Basically, whenever I have a fighter interview, I just classify that as like a podcast episode, you know? Yeah. But it's fun. More like a show, I guess, a podcast show. But I'll have people on there. We'll break down cards and talk about events that are coming up. So you're more than welcome anytime. Next time I have some, like, if I get a, a slot, I'll holler at you and see if you want to make the trip or even virtually, too. Definitely yeah, more absolutely. than welcome. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Yeah. Well, this is part one. We're about to do part two. Awesome. Yeah, man. Part one was awesome. I'm excited for part two. We'll have some more great stuff coming for everybody. And, yeah, I wanted to ask you real quick. Let me – like, I know you're interviewing me, but I want to ask you, what was your spark to this type of stuff? Because, man, you're doing a phenomenal job. I really appreciate that. Um, Honestly, bro, I just love, like, the conversations. Yeah. The, I could learn. The networking. We could learn from each other. Yeah. Um, The producing. Yeah. Promoting. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, hundred percent. I get that a lot. Understand what you what you mean there. Well, thanks for answering. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. Part two on the way. Right.